What's up guys, welcome back to Gen Alpha Talk. In today's episode, I'll be telling you guys about types of difficult people. Uh, just as a Harvard research, so if you want to blame anything, blame Harvard, alright? Uh, having to work with frustrating people is simply part of life. You can't escape them, but you also uh, don't have to grin and bear this stress as I have no choice. Mm. Well, researching for something, well, well, I'm researching for something that I can't explain because I am working on a new project, alright? It's gonna blow your minds. Be prepare all right i identified some types of difficult people the first step to effectively handling these annoying colleagues is to know exactly what kind of person you're dealing with so let's talk about the eight types of difficult people one is the passive aggressive it's the absolute worst on this list because they are the most common they appear to comply with the needs of others but will then passively resist follow through uh, or they might use indirect methods to express their thoughts and feelings so their intentions are never entirely clear. Two, the insecure boss. Might be a micromanager who drives you up a wall with incessant, incessant nitpicking, or they might be a paranoid meddler who makes you question your every move. They may even intentionally hurt your career if they perceive you as a threat. Three, the pessimist. Constantly points out all the ways something can fail, it sometimes seems like they can never find anything positive to say. 4. The victim. It's the type of pessimist who feels like everyone is out to get them. They don't take accountability for their actions and they'll quickly point their fingers at other people when things go wrong. 5. The know-it-all. It's convinced that they're the smartest person in the room. Hawks airtime, has no qualms about interrupting others. They gleefully inform you of what's right even if they're entirely wrong. 6. The Tormentor is someone who has earned their way to the top, typically making sacrifices along the path only to mistreat others belong with them. There might be a senior colleague who you expect to be a mentor, but who ends up making your life miserable instead. Number 7. The Bias Knowingly or unknowingly commits microaggressions. No matter what they think their intention is with these comments, their behavior is inappropriate and harmful. 8. The Political Operator it's laced to focus on advancing their own career, but at your expense. Of course, engaging in office politics is often unavoidable, but this person is fixated on getting ahead and has a take-no-prisoners approach to doing so. So, today I'm going to talk about handling passive-aggressive behavior at work. Passive-aggressive is one of the most frustrating behaviors I see uh, because it can be so hard to pin down and ultimately fix. But there are some tips you can use to nudge your colleague to interact with you in a more productive and straightforward way. Number one, don't label them as passive-aggressive. Stop being so passive-aggressive is a loaded phrase that only make things worse. Uh, I'd be shocked if your colleague said, yeah, you're right, I'll stop. It's more likely this request would make them even more angry and defensive, which will stop any sort of positive communication in its tracks. Two, focus on the content, not the delivery. Before reacting to a passive-aggressive comment, ask yourself, what is the underlying idea they're attempting to convey? Do they think about the way you're running a project isn't working, or do they agree with the, disagree with the term's goals? Uh, if you can focus on the real concern or question hidden beneath that snarky comment, you can find a way to address uh, the actual problem in a way that works for everyone. 3. 
figure out what other persons care about. Of course, you still may not fully understand what your coworker wants, but spend some time thinking about possible explanations. Just like during negotiations, assess the other person's interests. What do they care about? What do they want to achieve? Then do what psychology professor Gabriel Adams calls hypothesis testing. Ask respectfully and without judgment about what's going on. You might say, I've noticed that you haven't been responding to my emails. Is there something wrong? Four, call attention to what's happening. With this tactic, it's best to stick to facts, the things you know for sure without emotion or exaggeration. For example, you said you want to help with this project and you haven't joined three, three meetings you had so far. You also didn't respond to emails sent last week about next steps. Let's explain how their affections affected you. I'm disappointed and stressed out because I'm not able to do all the work myself and I have hoped you have your help. Finally, the tricky part, make a straightforward request. If you're still interested in helping out and I hope you are, I'd like you to attend the meetings. If not, I need to know so I can find an alternative solution. So this is the end of my episode. So I've just this is a short one, but uh, like I said, I have a plan, and it's going to be a big one. So just I will say thank you. Let's grab and share and goodbye.